Welcome to the Savage Truth Podcast with Pastor Roy Dockery, and I want to thank you for joining me again today for <clears throat> a brief uh, a brief discussion, or I'll try to keep it brief. I can't make any promises. We are in the midst of the American coronavirus pandemic. Um, we've been, uh, most of us, on uh, stay-at-home, shelter-in-place orders, travel restrictions, um, working from home, school cancellations, church gatherings being canceled, especially if they're in access of there are more than more than ten people who are who are potentially there. So there are there are a lot of restrictions, a lot of changes in the in the way that we're. We have been living. I did a previous episode specifically on the virus, trying to provide some clarity and just some some information around transmission and exposure and 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 the rate of increase. And you know, we can see now, right? Like we we have the foreshadowing of China and Italy and Switzerland and Sweden and Japan and South Korea and all these countries that experienced the virus before it hit American shores. And so we had an opportunity to see that and then to try to determine how to respond. So states have had different measures of response. So the state of Delaware, before they even had a significant number of cases, actually almost shut everything down uh, in a preventative measure until May 15th, including schools. Uh, I know the, the state of Kansas, I believe, canceled school for the rest of the school year. So there's been an unprecedented amount of response to this virus with concerns. I know some people are dismissing it as the same as the flu. Some people um, are responding and we're talking about martial law and orders and, you know, and a pastor in Florida was just recently arrested. But the interesting thing about it is that, you know, if we get past all of that, I don't want this episode to be about the, the, the pandemic in itself or the virus in itself. We can have more discussions about that. Um, I actually wrote a, a wrote a blog post, which is on my website, or you can go to urbanyouthworkersinitiative.org and read the article that I that I wrote about what urban leaders should be doing in this time associated with the crisis, because I, I don't necessarily want to talk about the crisis from a global perspective or from a federal or from a national perspective. I want to talk about the virus from a personal perspective. Right. Because at the end of the day, what really matters is how does this impact you as an individual, regardless of what states do, regardless of what the federal government does, regardless of stimulus packages um, and corporate plans and the ways that companies choose to lead and CEOs resigning or taking pay cuts or organizations laying people off and states expanding unemployment benefits. At the end of the day, the question is, what is the virus? What is this pandemic? What is this epidemic within our communities doing to you as an individual? What is the impact of it to you as an individual, right? How is it changing your individual life? How are how is it changing the way that you live your your life on a day to day basis? Because that question, the answer to that question is very different from all of us. So even though we see these kind of jay, these vague generalized responses, right? The, the reality is that this is very unique and real for every individual person. So what I want to talk about in this episode is how do we determine whether or not we are responding in faith or whether or not we are responding with fear? 
I'm going to talk about faith as a Christian with someone who has a belief that Jesus Christ is the savior of my soul and, and you know, and gave his life in, 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 um, in, in substitution for my sins so that I can, his righteousness is imparted on me. That is what I believe. That is my faith. But I'm, I'm, I'm sensitive to the fact that I know I have a lot of people who listen uh, to my podcast and who follow me that don't share the same faith. I know some people who have faith in the human spirit. I know some people who have faith in logic. I know people who have faith in science, regardless of where you ascribe to have your faith or what you put place what you put uh what you put your faith in i'm of the belief that everyone has faith in something right so whether we have faith in humanity whether it's love whether it's um whether it's a greater power um whether it's our our individual contribution we all have faith in something because we all go out every day with the belief that certain things are going to happen because of what we have faith in Right. We have we have faith in, you know, we have faith in seatbelts. Right. That if a co- we get in a car accident, that that seatbelt will um, will will restrict us from being catapulted out of the vehicle. We have faith in science that we understand. We turn our thermostats to 70 degrees or 68 degrees. And we have faith that the science behind that measurement in the real stat and the thermostat would actually adjust the temperature in the house to what it is. We have a belief in our minds, regardless of where our religious or spiritual concept is, we have faith that certain things are going to happen a certain way. So when I talk about faith or fear, I'm talking about a divergence from what we think is our normal belief system, what we normally think we believe, right? So to me, it's faith is holding on to what we always say we believe. If we believe that people are genuinely good, do we hold on to that? If I believe that God is good and all good and perfect gifts come from him, do I believe in that? If I believe in science, do I hold firm to that, right? If I believe in in my politics, if I believe in my ideologies, do I hold strong to that or do I give way to fear, right? So whatever your faith is, whatever your belief is, whatever you identify with, my question when I'm talking about the difference between faith and fear is, are you allowing this situation to take you out of character? And when I say out of character, I mean to to you to exhibit behavior and to do things that are in contradiction to what you say is your faith. They directly contradict what you say you have faith in. Right. So you have people that claim to have faith in science and you you've been following science and you and you understand it and you study it um, and you and you've applauded its accomplishments. But now that science tells you to wash your hands and tells you um, to maintain a social distance of six feet and recommends that schools are closed or that large gathering gatherings are canceled and it led to your favorite sporting event or conference being shut down. Do you do you still have faith or now does does that fear kick in? Right. Because to me, fear is just you acting out of character. Right. Because it could be it can't it may not even be fear of the virus. It can be your fear of losing control. It can be a fear of losing your normalcy. It can be a fear of disrupting your your um, your your traditions, your your um, your what am I trying to say? I can't think of the word right now. Um, yeah, just your your normal plan, your normal program. Right. Fear doesn't just have to be from the virus. Some of us are afraid because we lost control. Some of us are afraid because we lost our hobbies that we use to consume our time so we don't have to deal with the real issues in our lives. Some people are afraid to actually have to be home and take care of their children and educate them because we've typically outsourced that responsibility to other people. Some people are afraid because we attended church every Sunday and Bible study on Wednesdays. And now that I no longer have the ability to congregate, you start to question whether or not you are a Christian. 
Because without regular interaction with other Christians, you start to lose a sense of who you are. You start to lose uh, you start to lose your your compass, your calibration towards what you used to believe is right. Because now when you're sitting at home looking at your Facebook timeline and watching Netflix videos and YouTube videos and you're looking at conspiracies and you're listening to opinions and you're and you're consuming the news media. Now, some of your opinions seem awfully unchristlike. Now it seems like it's insignificant if the elderly die when when, you know, as Christians, we believe that angels rejoice when someone dies, when they believe in Jesus, because that's their reception to heaven. So we should be considerably concerned about anybody dying, especially if they don't know Jesus. So all of these people dying in foreign countries, whether it's tens of thousands or hundreds of people in, in areas where where, you know, we feel that, we, you know, we have missionaries on the ground trying to evangelize, trying to spread the gospel. Why are we so dismiss- dismissive of something, even if it can only take one life, especially if that life doesn't already have Christ? Because you believe your faith dictates that if someone doesn't believe in Christ, that means they're 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 um, they're going to suffer eternal damnation. So why? Why would that not be something that we care about, right? The, the character that you should have based on your faith, based on what you believe in should drive your actions unless you start operating from a place of fear, right? Because like I said, we can fear control. We can fear sickness. We can fear losing our job. We can fear poverty. We can fear, you know, government um, interaction. Some of us are fearing, you know, being closer to our families because it's only going to exacerbate the problems we had before the virus hit. But the real question is, what is your response? Is your response in this situation growing stronger in what you claim to believe in? Is your response in this situation going deeper into what you claim to have faith in? Or is your response fear? Because if your response is fear, then it's likely that you weren't deeply rooted in the things that you claim to have faith in faith in in, in the first place. Right. Like a double minded man is unstable in all his ways. If you you know, you build your house on sand when the storm comes, it'll easily be washed away. I don't want to get into a bunch of biblical parables, but if you're so easily distracted now, if you're so if you're so easily um, brought down because of a situation, then what did you have faith in? Right. Did you have faith in yourself and your own abilities and now you can't leave the house and you've got to be dependent upon other people? Did you only have faith um, in the midst of freedom as long as you could still go about your day and enjoy your American civil rights and liberties? Right. Like once somebody restricts your freedom, it's like a lot of people start to lose what they you know, their Christ likeness. Right. People get antsy. <laughs> right. The Bible talks about being hospitable right now. Christians aren't letting anyone's in their homes. The government doesn't say you can't gather. It says don't gather in groups of 10 or more. That doesn't mean you can't have people over. That doesn't mean you can't have dinner with a friend. That doesn't mean you can't pray for people and lay hands on the sick as the Bible calls us to do. But if we're not doing it, is it, is it out of obedience? Because, you know, we'll go to Romans 13 and say we're supposed to follow the orders of the government. The government didn't say you couldn't have dinner with a friend. It said exercise social distancing, right? It says that, you know, to make sure you practice proper hygiene. So is our isolation during this period of time being driven by our faith or is it being driven by our fear? Is our behavior in this time being driven by our faith? Is it being driven by our fear? Is the way that we're responding to our neighbors, the way that we're showing love to one another, the way that we're we're acting, the way that we're, we're you know, what's being externalized about our, our true internal feelings, since a lot of us have more time to share our opinions, especially on social media and, other, and, and, and through other mediums, what are we, what are we highlighting right now? What's being shown in the midst of the darkness? Is it, is it our light or is it our fear? Because what are we afraid of? 
right? And do we allow, and, and not to say that we all don't deal with fear, but are what are we allowing to dictate and drive our behavior at this time? Are we allowing fear to drive our behavior or are we pushing back and, 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 you know, and, and realizing that fear, recognizing that fear, but then challenging it and saying, I'm allow my faith to rise above it. Right. Like when all of this started happening and then, you know, my, my wife's out buying things and she's picking up stuff, being prepared because I've been hearing about the coronavirus epidemic for, for weeks and months now because of my position in healthcare and having colleagues who are in China and Italy and, and all across Europe that I get to talk to on a daily basis. So, my you know, my wife was going out preparing and doing things. And then the first thing that popped into my head was like, man, like, you know, we have the ability to have resources. And so that fear logic kicked in and said, well, if we have stuff, then people may try to come take our stuff. Like, do I need to go buy a gun right now? Like, that was my thought process in my mind. When you look again, when I go again and say the things that are out of character, based on character, based on what I believe is the reason that I don't own a weapon. I'm not saying that that's, you know, that's a that's, you know, an indictment on anybody that does. Everybody has their personal beliefs. But based on my convictions, based on my spiritual struggles with with anger and hostility, I choose not to own a weapon. Right. I choose to put the safety of my family in the hands of the God that I believe in. That is my choice. Right. And that's something that derived out of my character, out of my experiences, out of the discussions within my household, within the, you know, the, the love and the love and the way that we choose to move within our home. So recognizing the fact that when I had that thought, you know, I can easily go to the store, I can get a background check, I could buy a gun right now, have the resources to do so. I'm going to buy multiple guns and lots of ammunition. But the reason I did not do it, because that thought, that action is actually against my character, right? The things that I have said, the things that I've meant toward other people on, the things that I've had discussions with, the conversations I've had with my family, the conversations I've had with my children, right? The, the agreements that I've made with my wife, I would be completely contradicting those by going out and buying a weapon, which means if I'm going to do something out of character, that's probably not in my faith, right? Because when I do things out of faith, it deepens the character and who God called me to be. When I do things out of fear, it normally makes me seem a little bit out of pocket. Right. And the same thing. And it's so, so sometimes faith deepens, right? The crises and pandemics and in and, and all of these situations that deepens our faith. Right. Or it could show the shallowness of our faith and it pushes us over into fear because I even had to ask my wife the question. My wife is the cheapest person that I know. But when I said, baby, make sure you're prepared, go take care of stuff, you know, get the stuff that you will feel comfortable with to make sure that we're good. Um, and my wife immediately went out and spent a whole lot of money. I can't get my wife to spend money on anything, but she definitely spent money. And at first I was kind of thinking, I'm like, was that a fear response? Right. That, that's out of pocket for my wife to spend money. Anybody that knows my wife, she is super frugal. Like I can't I try to make her go on a shopping spree, gave her a thousand dollar limit. She spent eighty eight dollars to give you a, a tangible example. Right. So but the fact that she did that, my first question was, was like, well, was that out of fear? Because that's out of character for my wife. But then when I realized the fact that my wife did that because she had the means to go. Right. She 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 found a location that had resources. And she was actually buying things for three to four families. She was buying things to make sure that other people. So her exhortation, her encouragement, right, like her her spiritual gift of hospitality and caring for people, right, was deepened in that moment. And it overrid her cheapness, which I think is her fear of being broke. Right. <laughs> or our, our collective fear of being broke as people. So 
that's one of the things that I realized. And I'm like, you know what? That was actually a reflection of her being deeper in her faith. It was like, okay, I'm going to trust that we'll be fine. But since I have the resources, I'm going to try to do for others as well. I'm going to make sure other people have disinfectant. I'm going to make sure other people have food and some essentials before this run on the grocery store hits. And then she proved that out in her actions, right? Because she didn't just buy it saying she was going to give it, then she gave it, right? And we've constantly been providing for people if they didn't have, or even if they, you know, not even that they don't have the resources, money right now isn't even a thing. Because if you ain't got toilet paper, you ain't got toilet paper. No matter how much money you got, when it ain't available, it ain't available. So in that, that's the question I just want to ask everybody. That's what I want people to pause and reflect on right now, right? Are your responses out of fear? And if they are right, if you can't honestly say this is me going deeper in my faith, this is me going deeper into who I am and kind of hunkering down and and going to the roots of of what I believe in, in who I think, um, you know, in the person that I am created to be. Right. Because if you're charitable right now, your 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 charity should be exacerbated. Right. If you're hospitable right now, your hospitality should be should be increased exponentially. Like right now in the midst of crisis. The, the, the parts of you, your character should be revealed, right? So if there are all of these things within you that you believe are a part of who you are, right? Faith, whether, you know, if it's faith, if it's, it's consistency, if it's charity, if it's love, whatever it is, like those things should be on full display right now. Those things should be, should, like I said, should be getting exacerbated in a time of crisis. But if you find yourself acting out of character, then you're probably wor- you're, you're, you're moving with fear, right? And that, that fear is only going to leave you at the end frustrated. It's only going to leave you drained because you're actually going against who you really are. And I just know one story that everybody, like there was a gentleman and I don't remember what city or state it was in. I just saw the article, uh, but he was, he had caught, he got caught and the video went viral that he was in the store and he was buying up all the meat. And it was just out of fear he was buying up all the, the meat. And so media and people have reached out to him. And he was talking about how he feels so shameful that he so selfishly just bought everything for himself with no concern for anyone else. Right. And there are a lot of people doing that, that are that are just apologizing for their behavior, that are apologizing for acting out of fear. But at the end of the day, we're, when we get to the end of this, we're going to have to look at our actions. We're going to have to look at our behaviors and we're going to have to stand in the mirror, look at ourselves, and say, can you continue to walk around claiming to be this pillar of the community? Can you continue walking around claiming to be this Christian or claiming to be this philanthropist or claiming to be this person that will do for others as you would have them do unto you? You're the you're you're the you're the epitome of the golden rule on a daily basis until a pandemic hit. And then that fear took over and we, and we recognized how shallow some of our faith is, how shallow some of our identity is, how shallow some of our belief is. And then my hope is that it, it drives us not to be ashamed or to be guilty, but to recognize that fear can knock us off course, to recognize that fear can uproot us, to recognize that fear can disrupt who we are. It doesn't define who we are. But the way that we deal with those actions, the way that we respond when fear rises up, the way that we respond even when we act out of fear, right, being repentant, being, um, you know, being sorry, apologizing. But then even if and I wrote a poem a couple days ago that I haven't published yet, but like even if you hoard it, what do you now do with it? Right. Are there people around you struggling that don't have and you can still go to the grocery store today and afford to purchase things and then other people can't get them? Or there are people who have been laid off and, and can't work right now. And you have an, you have you have an abundance in your in your stock and you still have money in the bank to go shopping because your job situation wasn't necessarily impacted. Now, do you do your use your surplus? Do you use what's in your storehouse to bless somebody else's house is the question. 
So at the end of this, we're going we're all going to have to sit around when the when the virus epidemic is over, when the economic impact, um, you know, settles out, when, you know, when we have to go back outside and look people in the face that we claim that we love, that we shut out of our homes, that that we claim we were close to, that we isolated ourselves from and even a God and a religion that we that we claimed we follow. But we when we realize when we go, we don't go to church on Sunday, we don't actually participate in our own religion. We don't pray. We don't read. We don't worship. We don't disciple with our families. At the end of this, we're going to have to look in the mirror. We're going to have to look at our behavior and our credit card statements and our checking account statements and have a real discussion with ourselves on who am I really? And when I go back and look at my behavior, when I look at um, the things that I did, when I look at my actions at the end of this, I'll be able to respond and say I either operated out of faith and out of f- or out of fear. And I would hope that this just prompts us to start understanding, to start keeping that, you know, keeping that 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 mental picture of the fact that, OK, I want to be reflected in my faith. I want this to be a time where I deepen and strengthen my faith and not allow fear to drive my decisions. So thank you for joining us. I hope that's just a moment um, and some some time for some clarity and some reflection. I haven't been posting a lot of stuff. I have other content I don't want to share because it's a sensitive time right now. And I don't want to start interjecting more podcasts about racism right now. But I have them um, and they are coming because racism has not stopped. And it's still something that's that's on my heart that I will address. Um, so. I just, you know, just keep uh, keep checking, go back, listen to some um, some older um, some older episodes while you have some downtime. Um, share it, comment, provide feedback. Um, go to the website RoyDockery.org. Um, we will be rebuilding the On Faith Ministry website here soon, and we'll start offering workshops and facilitation um, through the Lead Like Jesus program, the book written by Ken Blanchard and and Phil Hodges. So we'll start doing some urban leadership and ministry and leadership training um, through our private foundation here in 2020. So we're excited about that. Uh, But just enjoy this time and enjoy the time with the family. I know things may be difficult. Finances be difficult. Some people may even be having health issues right now. Um, And I just pray that that everything works out um, to your benefit. Right. There's you know, there's 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 all there's there's purpose in everything if we if we try to find it. So um, I pray that you all are well. I pray that you all are healthy and that you're staying safe and that your loved ones are safe as well. And for anyone who's ill, I pray for their recovery um, and for their and just for them to go back to, to for them to return back to full health um, after this season of, uh, of illness and sickness. So like I always say, um, if you don't know Jesus Christ, I pray that you um, that you get to know him. I mean, it's in a time of crisis. People want to cling to a lifeboat. So I don't I don't want people to have an emotional response or a plea, but a but a real plea. I have peace in the midst of all of this, because at the end of the day, I'm not a, I'm not afraid to die. Right. I, I do what I can while I'm here, but I, I'm I am not concerned or obsessed with holding on to this reality because I believe in eternity. So I pray that, um, that, that, you know, you, you get to know Christ as well and get to know Christ, not Christians, right? Don't, don't take people, um, don't, don't take people's word for it. Please, uh, take his word for it. Pick up a Bible, read the, the red letters in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, and I, and I guarantee you, you'll be blessed by it. So I thank you for joining us again. This is a Savage Truth podcast with Pastor Roy Dockery. God bless you. And we love you. They keep asking who I am, I just tell them I'm a Christian Occupation, a description, I just tell them I'm a Christian Nationality, ethnicity, I tell them I'm a Christian Keep the hyphens in division, I just tell them I'm a Christian